What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. Last night was UFC 260. Steve Miocic facing Francis Ngannou for the second time. And Francis Ngannou finally got the job done, proving to be one of the most powerful heavyweights in the history of MMA, being Stipe in the second round, knocking him out to become the UFC heavyweight champion of the world. I was hyped to see that. It's been a long time coming for Francis. He's worked to get out of poverty and make a better life for himself and basically gave up his entire life to become champion and he accomplished that. So congrats to him. I'm a big fan of his and look forward to seeing him against John Jones or whoever his next opponent's going to be. So that's that. In the co-main event, Vicente Luque sub Tyron Woodley with a Darce choke. In the first round, he basically came right at him. Tyron looked pretty good early, but Vicente Luque, he swarmed him and hit him and got him on the ground. And he choked him out, and the fight ended pretty quickly. So, who knows what's going to go on with the future of Tyron Woodley. That's his fourth consecutive loss in the UFC, and he's like 39 years old. So, he's a very old fighter. So, who knows if he's going to get caught by the UFC and go to Bellator or another promotion. He's been one of my favorite fighters, so it kind of sucks to see a fighter go on a losing streak and at the end of their career. So I guess we'll have to see what happens with him. But that was a pretty cool fight in the co-main event. And then finally, the Sugar Show returned. Sean O'Malley put on a clinic last night against Thomas Almeida. Very formidable formidable opponent for Sean O'Malley, but the skill of Sean O'Malley really set him apart from his opponent last night, and he basically got two knockouts in the same fight. He landed a head kick, and basically Tom Salmeida was able to eat it and keep the fight going, but then finally in the third round, it lasted a little bit longer than Sugar probably wanted, but he got the job done. Got a clean hook right to the jaw of Almeida, and then had to give him one last final shot and got the knockout in the third round. So, like I've said earlier, he's one of my favorite fighters. He's very exciting. He reminds me a lot of Conor McGregor type of energy, obviously. He's an exciting guy, and people look forward to when he fights, and his fights are always a main attraction. It's the sugar show, for God's sake. So, Looking forward to seeing what he does next, and obviously he has a podcast, the Timbo Sugar Show, so if you want to keep up to date with him, they drop every week.
And then the women's fight of the night, Miranda Maverick defeated Jillian Robertson by unanimous decision. Pretty good fight. It really proved that uh, Miranda Maverick is a potential future contender in the women's flyweight division. She came from Invicta, which is the main women's promotion for MMA. And yeah. Uh, in the prelims last night, a very exciting fight between Alonzo Menafield, a former football player, defeated Fabio Charant in the first round, pretty freaking quick, a minute 11 in the first round with a, a choke. So pretty impressive performance by Menafield, and that's in the light heavyweight division, so... He's a very promising prospect in that division. Obviously, has a lot of buzz going on right now in that division, too. And then Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov. That's a mouthful. He's the cousin of Habib Nurmagomedov. He defeated Jared Gooden by unanimous decision. He basically controlled the fight on the ground, obviously. He's a close training partner of Habib, obviously, he's his cousin, and they have the wrestling background to basically get it done, so that's that. And then Shane Young actually did fight, I thought this fight got canceled because he had contact with Volkanovski or something like that, but I guess not. Uh, he lost in a unanimous decision fight to Omar Morales. And it was a pretty good fight. It looked like Young was in the fight the whole entire time, but didn't get the job done. And, yeah, looking forward to seeing what he does next. And that's pretty much it from USC 260 last night. Congrats to Francis Ngannou, Sean O'Malley. Great performances by both of them last night. And, yeah, moving on to some March Madness yesterday, obviously, it was the first slate of games of the Sweet 16. It started off with Oregon State facing Loyola Chicago. They beat them 65-58, to 58. Oregon State moving on. They've been kind of an underdog in this tournament, so that's kind of something to see. And then the next game was Baylor facing Villanova. David um, Mitchell, not Donovan Mitchell, Davion Mitchell. He's going to be a top draft prospect this year, and he led the way for Baylor. Fourteen points. And Baylor is a, a team that I had in my final four, so kind of interested to see if they could make it to the final four. Then we had Oral Roberts versus Arkansas. Oral Roberts obviously knocked off Florida and Ohio State on their 
win to the Sweet 16, but they couldn't get it done against Arkansas. They lost by two. They came really close, but didn't get the job done. And their Cinderella story is over. Then the final game of Saturday's slate of games. Syracuse faced number two, seed Houston. And Syracuse looked like they were in it pretty early, but at the end of the day, they lost by 16. And they got bounced from the tournament. And obviously, the story of Buddy Beheim and Jim Beheim in the tournament has ended. And now we got to see what happens with Buddy Beheim in the future. And obviously, Jim Beheim is a great coach, but the 11th seeded Syracuse couldn't get it done against the 2 seed. So, today's games at 210 on CBS, we got the number five seeded Creighton. Taking on the number one seeded Gonzaga at 5 o'clock. We got Florida State facing the number one seeded Michigan. 7.15 on TBS. We got the 11th ranked UCLA Bruins facing the Alabama Crimson Tide. And then at 9.45 tonight on TBS, we got... The six seeded UC, uh, USC, sorry, <laughs> USC against Oregon. And not like my bracket matters at this point, but I had Gonzaga winning the whole thing, and I had Baylor in my final four also. And I believe I had Michigan, so who knows. I don't know. My bracket got destroyed on, like, the first day. <laughs> so, yeah. And we got some basketball games on today at 1 o'clock. We got the Suns against the Hornets. 7 o'clock, Portland against Toronto. Atlanta against Denver at 9 o'clock. And Orlando against the Lakers at 10 p.m. So, some news around the league. LaMarcus Aldridge is apparently going to be the latest former superstar to join the Nets. (laughs) And it's just kind of comical at this point that the Nets need this many players to uh, probably uh, buy themselves a championship at the end of the season. We could tell that they really wanted it. Obviously, they had the star power in KD, Kyrie, James Harden, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Then they have role players like Nicholas Claxton. And then you got Joe Harris, who can always knock down threes for you, and Cabo And they got a bunch of fucking players. So the Nets are right where they need to be. They obviously need Katie and Kyrie both healthy and able to be on the court at the same time in the playoffs and stuff like that, but that's that. Uh, Mitchell Robinson broke his foot last night in a win against the Bucks. Not something we want to see. Obviously, he just got back from an injury and was making progress and 
he was starting the games and only played six minutes last night and got hurt. So, yeah, not what we want to see as Knicks fans. Obviously, Mitchell Robinson has a lot of potential, and he just needs to get healthy and hope he gets healthy and gets back. And who knows if we're going to see him again this season at this point, but I guess we'll have to see. But last night, the played in a really great game against the Bucks. We really needed this game. Now we're two games over 524-22 on the season. Last night, solid performances from Alec Burks and R.J. Barrett. They really clinched the game for us last night. Alec Burks knocked down a really clutch three-pointer late in the game. He played big minutes last night, 41 points for him. I mean, 41 minutes, sorry. <laughs> 21 points. And 21 points for R.J. Barrett. Seven rebounds, seven assists, one steal. Emmanuel quickly, 13 points in 26 minutes off the bench. Five assists, three rebounds. One steal, one block. Derek Rose played last night. Pretty good game from him off the bench. 13 points in 29 minutes. Two steals, one block. Giannis's brother last night. Thonis. Thonis. I don't really know how to pronounce that. He went off, though. He had, like, the best game of his career. He had 23 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals in 37 minutes. And Giannis didn't play last night, so his brother basically took the spot. So it's pretty funny. And this kid used to be in the Knicks organization. He was in G League for the Knicks, I think. And he didn't really get an opportunity until he really linked up with uh, his brother in Milwaukee. So. Pretty crazy game last night. The Knicks really needed it, and we try to get some separation now from the Celtics. And we have a half game on the Hawks right now, and we're in the fifth spot, and we're tied for fourth right now with the Hornets. Eight games out of the top seeded 76ers in first place right now. The Nets, a game behind them. The Bucks, two and a half out of first. And yeah. So the Knicks really need every single game that they can get at this point. Trying to have the highest seed that they could possibly get at this point. Probably going to be like the fourth seed at the most. And for the Knicks just to be in playoff contention, it's something that a New Yorker has been wanting to see for very long time. We haven't been good in a long time. And the last time we were promising was when we had Melo, Chauncey Billups, J.R. Smith, Amari Stoudemire, Steve Novak, like that type of team. But like we finally have a good young team that we have a lot of potential to grow and the Knicks could possibly shock some people in the next couple of years. Like, when they could potentially get some free agents finally and try to make a better organizational culture for the Knicks as a whole and prove that we're not the B 
B-class team of New York. Obviously, we're the original New York team in basketball. And the Nets have, like, no real fan base at this point, unless you were, like, a Nets fan from back in the day. But, like, really looking forward to seeing how the Knicks progress over the next couple of years. And that's pretty much that. And this has been an episode of One Stop Shot. Peace out, guys.